Do you want to reach your next level in business and health? Do you need help unlocking your potential and taking action? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Lisa Pizik Show, a podcast that empowers women to change physically, emotionally, and financially and live a life they love. Now, here's your host, Lisa Pizik. All right, welcome to episode 82 of the Lisa Pizik Show. I'm so glad that you're here. And today, I am joined by, da 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 listeners, I know you don't know who I'm saying da 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 to. It is my good old <laughs> hobby, Eric, that's beside me. And we're going to talk about what happens when things just aren't working in your business. Nobody ever wants to admit that. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to share that, that the offers that you're putting out, maybe people aren't picking up what you're putting down. They're not buying. And in a world now, especially on social media, where everyone's talking about their 10K days and, you know, seven figures in two months and whatever income claims are out there that makes you feel like, how come that's not me? And why aren't things happening quicker for me? And what am I doing wrong? And number one, what I want to say about that is, A, we know we can't compare. B, people are probably BSing and not telling the truth. But C, if you're in that position where it's just not working, then it's time to reevaluate and look at that. And when I was thinking about the expert that I could bring on to share this exact piece, I realized that I had to look no further than the guy sitting next to me and the main man in my life because we went through that exact scenario just this past year. So Eric, um, thanks for being on my lovely podcast with me. I drove from very far away to be here. <laughs> so it took me hours to get here really. I, I thank you for doing that. Yeah. It's take my one, pleasure. Take one for the team. <laughs> so talk a little bit about what wasn't working in your side of the business. Because if you guys have been following us in this past year, you've noticed that we've had some incredible growth where we now coach together, which we're so excited about. But for the longest time, I was working full time, trying to grow my quote unquote side hustle, entrepreneurial thing. While Eric's been an entrepreneur for how long have you been an entrepreneur mm, for now? Do you 12, 13 years? Yeah, so you made the leap long before me. So we were kind of doing this side. You were doing your jam. I was doing my jam. Now we do everything together. But talk to my people a little bit about what was going on when you were doing your own thing. So just backing up to kind of that 12-year mark or what, how I actually went on my own. Um, so my background is creative and advertising agency type work. Uh, websites, logos, branding, all that kind of good stuff. And um, I had the opportunity to leave corporate America and start my own because I had a good client who accepted to take, you know, I took them on as a client and we had a monthly retainer and that pretty much replaced my job or my income. Which is so, rare. Yeah, which that is super rare. That doesn't happen often. No. So that's great. That so, huge. Yeah, and, and the person was a good friend, so there was, you know, some mutual benefit in terms of our relationship and working together. So they had the trust. They knew that I was going to do my job, do it well. So it wasn't like a new relationship where there was high risk. Um, you know, so if you do get that opportunity, you have to think about the risk and implementations, right, and implications of that. 
And for me, I had a little bit of an easier transition because I knew them and I trusted that they were going to keep me on for, we had an agreement for one year. So that gave me leverage in one year to know that I had the confidence to make sure this was going to work. And if it didn't, at least I knew I had one year then to find another job. Yeah, I want to stop you for a second. You always stop. I know, but you made a good point. So, so many times, again, I guess I'm on this whole social media comparison thing as well. And then we will get to the offer part. But this is good stuff. I want to share. You see that it's like, quit your full-time job. Leave your full-time job. You're not committed. You're not fully in it. And it's like we bash our full-time jobs like they're the worst thing in the world. And even if they are in terms of they are soul-sucking or you have a terrible work environment or you hate it, you have to think through making that leap. Like one thing, Eric, you said was that you knew for one year you were solid Mm -hmm. in terms of income. And that's what I like to share with people that make sure – you have to know the number that you're okay with, but let's say, let's say you make $60,000 and you're like, you know what? I want to have 30 K saved that at least I know then for six months that I can safely make the leap saying that you get no business, which is likely not going to happen, but just in case, because how many times do you see entrepreneurs that are like, I quit my job. And then you're like, great. What's your plan? They're like, I don't have one. And Eric and I just look at each other and go, oh, dear. I'll be back in a job in two months. Right. And then, and then you, as the entrepreneur, put all this pressure on yourself and say, well, I suck. Well, I tried it and didn't work, and I'm not cut out for this. And no, you just you didn't set yourself up to win. You set yourself up to fail. So I know that wasn't supposed to be what we were talking about, but I thought that was just a really good point that I wanted to help people think through, especially now that a new year is coming. 2019 is not so far away and people are looking at big goals, big changes, but we're kind of a little bit like that voice of reason to make you go, yeah. wait a second, have you thought about this? You can still make the leap, but we're saying just have a plan. Have a plan. You had a plan. Okay. Keep going. Where was I? You were saying that you, you had that trust. You yeah. knew. Okay. Go so that pushed me into my entrepreneurial journey and probably in the first five years, it was pretty grinding. So that client um, stopped, we stopped our contract after a year and it was about a year and a half uh, because the company itself um, tanked. Mm. So it had nothing to do with my relationship with anything like that. Uh, So that led me then to start my journey and find my own clients. I did have a few clients and the next point for me was I started doing magazine work. And I started to build my own magazine and my own magazines with another gentleman. So I ended up partnering with that person. And through the next five, six years or so, we did okay. We hit our monthly goals. We were making replaceable income to our our salaries, but we didn't have growth. And a lot of that stemmed from the fact that we took piecemeal clients. So a lot of agencies, what they'll do is you'll get a client come in and they'll say, I need a website. Okay, you'll do a website and let's say it's $5,000. Great, you just brought in 5,000 of income, you paid yourself, what's next? So then we would do find the next job and we do this rinse, wash, repeat, month after month after month after month. No steady growth, no steady opportunity to grow. It was always kind of the next job's coming, 
do it, get it done, get paid. Next job, do it, get it done, get paid. So it wasn't until about five years ago that I started to realize I need to find a steady income on a month-to-month basis so that I can grow and increase my monthly income based on that model. So wait, what made you realize that this wasn't working? Like, what did you feel? What were you thinking? What was the trigger that you were like, I need to make a change? Uh, I was overwhelmed. I was overworked. I was underpaid. And I was struggling just to figure out where the next client was going to come from. There was no, um, I guess you could call it lead generation strategy, if you will. And I was going to find the clients. And you knew long term. I knew long term that that wasn't that wasn't smart. It it was going to just end up either me taking a job because I was like, forget it. I'm done. This is, you know, I can't not sleep anymore. I need to find a job or it was going to be, I'm smart. I'm talented at what I do. I need to figure out something that's going to give me a monthly reoccurring revenue per client. Yes. If I knew that the same client that I was going to do a website for would be able to put them into a model where monthly they would pay me for that same website or same job, mm-hmm. now I have long-term stability. Even if it, And it might not be a year. It might not be two years. It might be, okay, three months. Okay, six months. Yeah. Okay, 12 months. Yeah, so business owners are listening to this. Do a little assessment of your business right now. Mm-hmm. Do you have a quote-unquote a continuity model or a model where people are not just one-off paying you contract to contract, deal to deal, coaching session to coaching session? That, I remember Brendan Bouchard, we just came back from Experts Academy. He was on stage and he said that. He said, if you don't have a continuity model, you don't have a business. If you don't have a way to have recurrent income coming in, you don't have a business. Because you think about, again, that full-time job. You have a salary or you're paid hourly, but you know you work 20, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 hours a week. You know what to expect, right? And you want, and again, it's like we get, as entrepreneurs, we, we jump into this thing, but we don't think it through sometimes. Like you wouldn't take take a job and go, well, what am I going to get paid? And the boss go, well, I don't know. That depends. And then what kind of hours am I going to work? Well, I don't know. That depends. You'd be like, well, I need to know more concrete data before I say yes to this job. It's the same thing as an entrepreneur. You have to know how much money you're making, what they call your breakage rate, right? If you've got a continuity program, you have to know how many, you have 100 people in monthly and you have to know that on average 10 people, you know, quit every month so you can count on 90 people. All these things you got to think through. But I remember that time. What did that do to our family? That was, I remember that was. That was rough. It was rough. Yeah, really we were, rough. We were, we were arguing a lot. Yeah, stress, arguing. Do we have all of the time? No. 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 We didn't. No, this was probably two years before Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. And we were both pretty miserable. Um, Yeah, that's something I want to, it's kind of on topic, off topic. There's a couple of things that today, if I could go back, this is crazy. This is awesome. If I could go back and think about the things I know now that I would have told myself when I left my job, these things are killer. So one, when you leave your job, you can't think about, your value in terms of an hour, hourly rate. And I'll tell you why. Because if you're just going to replace your value, your salary, you're, you're not going to make it. Guaranteed, you're not going to make it. 
like I remember back to my salary and I was probably at about 45, 50 bucks an hour when I left my job. So if I had a left and I had been making 45, 50 bucks an hour, yeah, I would have replaced my, my salary. But the problem was I'm not thinking about taxes. I'm not talking, thinking about building my business, yeah, how to grow it. I'm not thinking about the overhead. Okay, you don't have brick and mortar. That's fine. That's not overhead. That's just one piece of your overhead. Mm-hmm. You know, you still got to pay. Not only do you have to file your taxes and pay your tax person to do your taxes, you got to pay your taxes to the government. Then you got your equipment. Now you got to buy yourself a, a computer, a laptop, uh, a mouse. If that thing breaks, you got to replace it. All these things that I'm like now going back would have been like, number one, whatever you're paying hourly, you should at least double, if not triple it. Or you got to know your overhead. It or you got to know your overhead. Have, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing for me that I, if I could tell myself back then, look to replace yourself as a team member as soon as possible. So if you're, in my case, a creative director, I should have found a really talented creative person who was willing to work at my hourly rate, so I'd say it was 45 bucks, 50 bucks an hour, that I could hire. Now I tripled my hourly, they could help me do the work and know that I'm still making upwards of 60 to 70% profit on their time. Huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't think about it that way. Huge. Yeah. I would. I would have been. I would have scaled in the last ten years three times faster than I did in the last three years. Mm-hmm. And then the third piece was asking for help and thinking about the little jobs that I did day to day by day for the first like five seven years. I don't even touch those things anymore. Yeah. I don't even look at them. Two reasons. One, I don't have the passion anymore. But I used I used to love doing that because it was my job. Design, you mean? Yeah, like, like design, like design work. Yeah. yeah. The problem with that was you're just replacing yourself for like an hourly job. Yeah, there's no growth, right? And there's now, no expertise. Yeah, and nowadays you have Fiverr and you have all these other you know comparisons out there from my job. Which, She's stopping me. It's so hard to do podcasts. I don't, with your I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. You can whisper to other people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you have to think about think about hiring and, and starting a team right out of the gate. It's going to be scary as hell because you're going to say, "Oh my god, but I'm not even making you know X amount yet. How am I going to be able to?" Hire? Because you're not hiring. You're contracting people. You're not hiring them for life. So you're just contracting them on an hourly basis to say, I'm going to hire you for this job. You're going to do it for for X amount of time. I'm going to pay you for X amount of hours. I'm going to deliver that to my client and charge my client three times what that rate is. Right? Yeah, you keep pausing because you think I'm going to interrupt you. I'm trying not to. No, what I was going to say, that's an awesome point, is that you have to realize or figure out what is your goal? Like, what is the thing that you and only you can do? That is something I think early as business owners or entrepreneurs that we need to learn. And same, I just in this past year hired a VA. And it's the same. I was like, I don't want to spend money. I don't want to pay a VA. I don't, I, ha- I want control. I'm a control freak. I'm like, I want to know what every little thing is. 
But then I looked at, I don't need to be creating social media graphics and newsletters and outreach in terms of like podcasts and booking guests. And that's something that a VA can do. And that gives me hours back in my day that I could be spent coaching because my knowledge, my stories, my teaching is what people need. I could be spent doing this, doing more podcasts, doing more live videos, doing YouTube videos. I could be hopping on discovery calls with people to be booking contracts. And, or if, even if they don't ever book with me, it's still starting a relationship and serving people and giving some love to people. Mm -hmm. So it's like, though you are not replaceable, like your knowledge is not replaceable. Yes, the tasky stuff, someone else you can hire out, and they're more than happy to do it. Every VA, I'm like, wait a minute, they're VA, because we have had some good ones and not some good ones. But the good ones, they love their job. They love, like, you're like, I'm sorry I'm giving you my newsletter. And they're like, I love it. I can't wait to put it together. And I can't wait to reach out to that podcast guest for you. And it's done. And look at it. What do you think? And they love making social media graphics. And they love doing out. They love knowing that they're taking that stress off of your plate. Good VAs know that, right? That they don't want you to worry. They want to take away those things that are delegatable from you. So that's a good point that, yeah, as soon as you leave, you need to find another you. And God forbid, right? What if you got sick? What if something happened? And yeah. I know that building a team comes later, but I think the most important piece is you have to learn that mentality early and be open to that. So know kind of what you need to do and what you can delegate. And the other, yes. just quick on that too, the other thing is it actually really helps you to have a team. And one of the things I learned is it shows growth and value in terms of your clients. So when you can say to your clients, I have a team, your value just tripled instantly. You think about working with someone one-to-one -one who they only do one thing, right? And they know that you're the person you're working with. As soon as you say, no, 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 there's, there's three more people that help me do what I do. You can, you're instantly charging more. The value is there. Yes. You don't need a team. No, you don't need a team. But no, it, it does. It is. It's, we're both very big on teamwork. I'm saying it from the perspective of planning for growth. Yes. You might not hire a team three years. It took me seven yes. years. That's the point I was trying to make. I don't want people thinking no. that they like have to leave their full-time job and then try to hire all these team members. No, I'm saying it from the, from the point of plan, plan to build a team. Yeah, like plan, plan your, I think what you're trying to say too is plan your, because I'm in your head and I know everything. Okay. So plan, plan your like six month plan, one year plan, three year plan, five year plan, 10 year plan. You're like, yeah, five years, I will have a team of X, Y, and Z, or this is what I need these team members. I would really love to be doing this in my business and the team can do the rest. And we went through that when we were kind of combining our businesses I was like, what, what role do I want? I know all the things I can do. I can do Animoto videos and I can do coffee and I can do, but I'm like, I just really love coaching certain aspects of content and delivery. And that, that's what fires me up and that's what I want to do. So that was the role that I took on our team and we delegated all that other stuff that we're more than capable of doing, but that we could focus on what we do best and what we want to do and where our passion lies to the rest. So that's like a long-term play. But again, I just think wrapping your head around that mentality, the more you can plan, the better you're going to be. Because again, man, I think about how we came back from that conference and we were in so many breakout sessions with people and I love them and I love their passion and I love their drive. And you never want to dim that light in someone, 
But I'm like, what's your plan? I don't know. I quit my job last week. What are your offerings? Well, no, I haven't thought that far yet. What? Why'd you put my pen down? Because I'm clicking. I know. I get so nervous next to this guy sometimes. No, I'm kidding. I don't at all. So, okay. So keep going. I digress. So you did the magazine stuff. You agency had to, work. Agency work. Stuff. You had to get that recurrent income coming in. So mm -hmm. then what happened next? So we went through a couple of different, Lisa joined a couple of different mastermind programs and a couple of online programs, Brendan Bouchard and a couple others. And I did some of the work with Lisa to further my own personal growth. And in that, I learned about online lead generation and the value of SEO and how to advertise, you know, on social media platforms, just kind of looking at what's next and kind of where I can grow um, and adding on to my agency background. So I built down a program called Web Insight and it was the bee's knees and it was one of my babies. So I thought, what do you mean the bee's knees? Explain. Oh my God. It was awesome. Like I shouldn't say You're really proud it is. It. it is awesome. Like, yeah, it was basically, You're really proud of it. yeah, it, it was, was yeah, it was, it was online lead generation, but it was also it, long discussion. I'll try to make it short, but it was Please. combining, <laughs> it was combining organic online lead generation and paid advertising lead generation. So what that means is, driving traffic to your offers or your website, whatever it is, via organic strategies. So blogs, uh, podcasts, uh, uh, SEO, search engine optimization, social, all that kind of stuff. It's free, right? Technically it's free. So that would be organic. So people hear about you from a podcast, video, whatever it is, yes. they Google you, they find you. Um, so they, strategy. So strategy, but then also adding on, uh, the uh, paid advertising lead generation. So now getting your offers visually to a person who sees it, clicks on it, converts on your website, whatever it is. And the copy and the, and the copy and the, right and the design and building on funnels and building on everything from, you know, email drip campaigns, you name it. Like it was a beast. Like if I had to, it was probably like our proposals for web insight were 28 pages. So it was for the business or the business owner yes. that already had an established mm -hmm. brand, established deliverable. They just weren't making enough sales or making enough income or they had or tried growing. or they weren't growing. They had tried strategies or that sort of stuff. Okay. Our, our ideal client. So just to put that into perspective, our ideal client was doing at least a million in sales. And in your brain, you were like, this is going to be my million dollar baby. Yeah, it was my baby. Legit. And you yeah. were like, working your ass off. I was in. I remember you were working. Yeah. You used to be the person that was like five o'clock, put your freaking phone away. Like we're having family time. And then that turned into you were the one that was like, you were up late and you were on your mm -hmm. phone and you were working hard and you were delegating. And you were like, that was when I really saw the change in you when you were like, not that you weren't hustling before, but I think you've lost, well, I just want to bring this up in terms of, I think you've lost those terms of boundaries because you were like, I really want this baby to work. Mm -hmm. Like you were throwing all your eggs in that basket to have that baby work. And you were like, come hell or high water, you're going to make that stuff work. Mm -hmm. And did it work? It did. I'm sensing a but. But um, the response from the people we were meeting with was it was too much. 
and some everyone for the most part everyone got it they the business owners understood what we were what we were offering they wanted it but we had two kind of stop points one was the price the second was overwhelm mm-hmm. they didn't they saw that 28 page proposal and went holy crap like this is this is crazy uh-huh. crazy like and we legit told them like this is like seven people Mm-hmm. If you wanted to do this internally, you'd have to hire seven people. Mm-hmm. So it was it was great in that sense, but it was overwhelming. And as we know, overwhelm leads to no. So people get confused. Yeah. And we think that we are, people are going to look at that and go, hallelujah, thank you. Like, you're going to take me from here to here. And that's awesome and no they're like it's almost like two it's like going from this is gonna be a bad analogy so this first thing came to my brain it's like going from a first date to like saying f dinner and like sleeping together like it's like too fast like you're like whoa wait whoa wait oh let me have my glass of wine to see if i even like you i don't know if i want to do this on the first date together i don't know if i want to marry you i don't know if i want to like you're making me make decisions i'm not ready to make yet I just want to sit down and sip a beverage with you and start there. I know that I need to get married and I know that X, Y, and Z needs to happen, but I just don't know yet. Right. And that's kind of what it was like where you're like, I have, I'm rolling out the red carpet for you. And people are like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. Or I don't know if I'm ready for that because you can't take somebody from nowhere to like gold star. Yeah. Like ideally you, you, you maybe can, but it has to be the right, it has to be the right person that wants that. And those are few and far between sometimes. So, yeah. So that's, so that's exactly what happened. So in the first year of launch, um, you did all, have a few, all the, yeah, the clients yeah. that came on, great. they were, were great. We're amazing. We're successful. The program worked, they loved it. Um, but they were a very unique client. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Right. Very, very unique. Because they they just gave us control. They said you're you're doing you're this. You're good at what you do. You, you know you've got a team. It. That's like a dream client, yeah. really. So in that year of, of the the babies, we'll call it the baby's first year. Um, <laughs> you know the the people that we talked to, the potential clients we talked to, everyone loved it, hands down. Nobody nobody was like, get the hell out of yeah, here. I don't, I don't need, need this. this. I don't want this. You're crazy. You got that. Take your twenty eight pages and burn it. So the concept was there. Yes. So business owners go back and look at if you have people saying to you, Oh, I really want to, and I love it, but dig a little bit deeper and start asking, what is it that you love? What is the piece that you know you need and find out those objections as to why people are saying no, you gotta, you gotta be detective and you gotta try to figure out what, cause then I don't want to jump ahead, but it's like, yeah, what are you creating? Yeah. So which led you to, so that, yeah, so that led me to, I, I stopped at the end of that year and I had, a, I had a bit of time to reflect and say, okay, we're getting all these no's and how do I turn these no's into a yes? And that led to me really digging into the program and saying, okay, can I strip this down bare bones? What would those, what would those pieces be that would get the results for the client that then we can say, okay, this is working. Baby steps, add on if we have to, you know, three months down the road, six months down the road. But 
I created a unique package from Web Insight that's now called Sales Booster, where we have a clear set of like six deliverables that are now one page. Mm -hmm. I can walk them through a demonstration in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. They all get it. And then at the bottom, there's a, a price that they're just like, wow, that's almost a quarter of what Web Insight used to be. <laughs> and to date, we're at about 30 to 40% acceptance with Sales Booster. Yeah, it's amazing. Awesome. And, it's, and what kind of model is it? And it's continuity. So it's because it's yeah. like explained just really not, not a cheesy sales pitch, but just yeah, yeah, explain yeah. really quickly kind of what it does. The, the program? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'll give you the, the, not 10 minutes, but I'll do it in like two. So we basically look at what the client has to offer to their ideal consumer. We build out copy. So the content for those offers, we build out image ads for social media advertising. So Instagram, Facebook, then we build out Animoto video ads. Mm -hmm. So Animoto is like 10, 15, 30 second little video clips mm -hmm. that you can advertise mm -hmm. on Facebook. Mm -hmm. We build out a chatbot. So if you ever gone to a website and you see the little bot or you see the little text me here, live chat thing, we build those out for our clients. We build on a custom one that walks through the offer journey um, while they're online, 24-7, evergreen. So meaning that anytime the person's online, they can convert on your website through that chatbot. It's also on the Messenger Facebook platform. So the same bot does the exact same thing on Messenger. So we can advertise, convert them through Messenger. And then we build out all of the advertising platforms for you. So Facebook advertising, Google advertising, uh, Instagram, and we run those for you. We do analytics and reports. See, and the reason why I had you explain that is because you looked at Web Insight and went, if I had to pick one thing that people need from this whole program, it's the lead generation or it's the... How do I describe that? Like if you could pick, like that made you realize that that one thing, you were like, I could build 10 things for you and you do need all 10, yes. but what's the like one thing right now, first thing you need? And you're like, you need the client to say yes. You need to get the eyeballs on the offer. Yeah. You need to get the eyeballs on the offer. You need to get, you need to get the damn offer out. You need to get the, yeah, you need to get the offer out and the eyeballs on the offer. And, you, and all the rest of the stuff, the deliverables can't come till that first thing happens. So that was the thing. You stripped out that piece and went, plunk, here's the program. It's a 10-step pro, you know, Web Insight is, I'm just making that up. Like, it's a 10-step program, but this, this lead generation offer piece is step one. Mm -hmm. You pull that out and went, plunk, that sales booster. And people went, yes. I get it. Very defined outcome, very defined deliverable, very defined the way that it's done, defined in what they're paying for and what they're getting. And I think that's the biggest piece that I want you business owners to take home is that if the offer's not working or if people want it, but they're not buying it, find out that piece of what is it that they really want or find out what is that first step, that step two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight can't happen so they have one and baby step it, pull it out and create a program around that one and start there, relaunch that and launch that. And I've never seen you so happy in the work that you do now. Mm -hmm. Like that really was the winner. And we do have a great team in place. Yeah. 
which that was hard to try to find the right people, but we stuck through and persevered with that as well. But I think that the best part is that you were able to look at it and go, this isn't working. Like you were so many times we're so tied to this has to work. And that's such a bad, that's such a desperate like mentality. You know, like you think about where your life would be if you were still trying to, yeah, to, push to make web insight work. Yeah. And I just want to bring up before we wrap it up, because we've been going for a long time, which is great. I wanted to make, I'm like, we'll just do like a 15 minute podcast. There's so many good nuggets here. Um, when you were trying to make web insight work and you were really trying to get established and granted, I was still working full time and my first funnel was doing really well. Mm-hmm. I was the quote unquote breadwinner, quote unquote, bringing in the bacon, quote unquote, making more money than you. And for some men, they have a real problem with that. Mm-hmm. They don't like seeing, they, they feel, what is they feel inadequate, but you can kind of tell me that, but like what that feels like. But I just want to bring that up because so many times when us strong women are out there doing our thing, men have a problem with that. And I'm so blessed that you never were like that no. ever. So just talk to them a little bit about what that was like for you, knowing that I was making more money, I was bringing home, you know, more income to the family. We were doing, I was doing high level masterminds and doing all that on my own accord. We kind of had that like my money, your money mentality, which we don't have at all anymore. So I'm just talking to them a little bit about that. Um, well, I think, yeah, I'm, I would say I'm definitely not the norm. I think for me, I, I looked at money a different way and I still do. <clears throat> um, you know, coming from a corporate job mindset previously, I realized that replacing an income isn't so much important as it is your relationships, really, and just being open. You know, and I think we were able to figure out, okay, so I don't make as much money, but at the end of the day, it's the same pot. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're putting in that much and I'm putting in that much. It doesn't matter. It's still your pot. And as long as you're not running dry, Mm-hmm. every week every two weeks you know and as much as you say you know that I was the one that maybe you know some men would feel inadequate I think it's kind of the opposite I think I won because you never came to me and said when are you going to make more money yeah why are you making more money yeah this this dream ain't working mm-hmm. you know I I made I made money yes you know, it was like, like you were, yeah. you feel like you didn't contribute at all yeah I'm just saying we both had very high income plans and I was well on my way to that and you were kind of stuck in limbo which is what made you pivot and decide this isn't working a change so I'm just saying in the sense of you're watching me kind of soar and grow and have all this growth and get excited and at the same time you're like you know for some for some men they would not react well to that mm-hmm. and, and vice versa for some women we, we might not react well to that if it was vice versa and you never were like that. You were never not supportive. Sometimes I had to do late night calls and things. And we had, our guy was little, he's going to be five now, but he was made. And it's like, you were the one that was up kind of backing him. And it was like, it was give and take, right? Like it was like when I had to do stuff, I did it. And you had to do stuff. Like we just had that great understanding between balancing marriage, parenting, work, mm-hmm. business. You're right. Like we never once put that pressure on each other. You never once came to me, we were talking about those gender roles, and yeah. said, how come you're not bathing Oliver tonight? That's your job as the woman. Yeah. And I never came to you and said, how come you're not making more money? That's your job as the man. 
Yeah. Like we never have those stereotypical gender roles in our marriage yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's, it's dream crushing when you do that. Yeah, it's not supportive. No. But so many times they do it. So it's like you got to check yourself if you're feeling resentment towards your spouse. Yeah. And now you make more money. If we're playing that whole my money, your money, which we don't. But it's like yeah. when you actually look at the books, you now supersede and you make more money. Yeah. And what did I say to you when that happened? I don't remember. Do you remember? Say it again. <laughs> Stop. You're lying. What did I say to you? <laughs> Congratulations, yeah, babe. I you're crushing so, it. Yeah, I'm so proud I'm of you. I'm so proud of you. Your hard yeah. work. You pivoted. Your hard work. I wasn't like, well, I got to try to beat you now and make more money. Like, it's not a competition yeah. or it's not anything. Now it's so, like I look at the value of things that we were able to do together mm-hmm. and it's because we're both contributing together, which yeah. is awesome. Two quick things I okay. want to mention. Yeah, then I'm going to wrap it up. Yeah. So – the one thing I struggled with in creating Web Insight and Sales Booster was I always thought that I had to be original and that I had to be the only one. And this was going to be like, nobody's ever done this before. And you're the, the one that's going to have the answers and nobody else has ever tried this before. No, I just took from learning what was working out there and implemented it. And then I packaged it nicely. And that's what really works well with Sales Booster is I'm not trying to be original and saying that this is like, this is, it doesn't exist. It exists. I just put it in a different way that I know works well. And that allows me to have the ability to believe in it, to say, this is going to work. This yeah. will work for anyone. Mm-hmm. And then number two is I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for personal development. Yeah. And that was five, six years ago? Yeah, seven, almost seven now with me if you want to go back to even the early days of Beachbody, which I was first, you know, introduced to to personal development. Personal development in general. But like, uh, if I looked back at my original response to going to a personal development event, I thought, this is crazy. Like, this is woo-woo. This is like, Man, I, well, it I, depends on the event. Yeah, Brendan, yeah, everything's different. Brendan, Everyone's different. I think you're talking in terms of Brendan's events where we're all hugging each other, we're jumping yeah, up and it's down. Yeah, a lot of it though. A lot of them are yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like Tony Rollins. Tony Rollins is the same. Jumping all around. Yeah, we're kind yes. of rambling. I, I'm just saying from the yeah. perspective of try it. Try it before you mock it because for me. Personal development, you mean? Personal development. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's like. It's a, it's a business tool. If I look at the pieces you of the pieces of my growth over the last five years, six years, everything relates back to personal development. And I'm and I'm not just looking at one one person, one thing, one book. It's like try different people mm-hmm. and try different following different people's what they teach, what they mm-hmm. show you, because me, the people I follow are totally different than the people Lisa follows. But we'll still come back together and go, Oh my god, this was so aha for me. Mm-hmm. And then Lisa will be like, who, who was that? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That was, you took the words right out of the mouth. <sighs> I was, <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, see, I, and I didn't, I didn't interrupt you. That's big for me, people. That's big. What I was going to say is that going back that whole while too, when I was saying I was growing, I was in these high level masterminds. I was traveling all over the world, Arizona and California. All the while I brought that back for our family. So I think that's a piece too, where if you're in the position where you are the one that's actively growing, even if you feel like that partner, that spouse isn't going to listen, because you could have one of two things. You could have a relationship like ours 
where the spouse is like, yeah, yeah, tell me, tell me, like, what'd you learn? Oh, what is it? On. And I can't wait to come home and be like, oh my God, we have to try this. We have to implement this. Watch this video. Or you may have this part of it. It's like, you do you. I don't care. Still share it anyway. Or if it's not with the partner, share it with someone because those are nuggets that are so useful. It's like, it's not fun to be on that journey by yourself. Like you've got to share it with somebody. And we were lucky enough that I was able to share it with you and you were sharing stuff with me. But I guess what I'm trying to say now I'm rambling is at no point was I like, this is my journey and I'm going to grow. It was like, we're going to do this together. We're in this together. Again, that talking about that five, 10, 15 year plan. I always had that plan that no matter what we did in our life, we'd be doing it together. Mm -hmm. Even when back to marriage, I knew that I wanted to marry a man that wanted to be with me in all aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. For some relationships, living separate lives, it works and more power to you. For us, we don't have that kind of marriage. We're that like annoying couple that wants to do everything together, but it works for us. Like podcasts. Yeah, like podcasts. <laughs> you didn't even know I was going to make come on this thing. <laughs> Last question. What are you most excited about for 2019? He didn't know I was going to ask this one. Actually, he didn't know at all what I was going to ask at all. But what are you most excited about for 2019? I think the opportunities that are going to come and to join, probably for myself, to join my own, like an, another mastermind for me. Well, you've never done a mastermind, no. really. No. I've done four. I'm on my fourth. Yeah. Yeah. And just, the, and just working together. Like it's only been probably what, like this year. Yes. So for Last us, six months, yeah, actually for us, even after this podcast, we're, we're starting our own business practices and our own group coaching and all mm -hmm. that good stuff. So that's something new for us. So that's exciting. Really exciting. Cause I, for, uh, it's too long to explain, but just us joining forces. What Lisa's amazing at what I'm amazing at complimenting each other. And growing, that's exciting. That's yeah. what I'm really excited about. Yeah. So normally, you know, I have this whole thought out plan of podcasting. And as you can see, I just wanted to get hubby on here. And I just wanted to sit down and have an open conversation about, you know, what your journey has been. Because I think what you went through is what a lot of other entrepreneurs are going through. Both of us. Yeah. This is the stuff that nobody talks about. Like I said, nobody's going to sit there and be like, I'm not making money, this program isn't working, or I am making money, but it's not reaching the goals I want it to make. Mm -hmm. I don't have a plan, I don't know what I'm doing, I haven't thought about this. You'll never see that on social media. Yeah. So I just wanted to come in and have a, a, just an honest talk about what entrepreneurial life is like, and every step of the way, kind of what questions you need to ask and where you need to go with that, and we're still learning. Mm -hmm. I never want to claim that I'm, I have a hard time calling myself an expert of things. Because, yeah, we have expertise, but I don't know if you're ever truly, like, an expert, right? Like, there's mm -hmm. never a stopping of your learning or a stopping of your growth. So I think that's the next piece, that personal development. Keep learning. Keep, keep listening to podcasts like these. And go back and do those assessments. Eric dropped some good tips about when you're ready to leave your job, right? About that, don't base it on your hourly rate hire that team or start thinking about that team, start thinking about those VAs, plunk out that piece. If people want your program is not working, what are the things that are working? Do a deep dive assessment there, making sure you're setting up recurrent income. 
I know my recharge method. It's a one-off video that you'll find on my website. I'll plunk the, the video in the, you're not the video. I'll plunk Sorry. the, uh, the link. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm brain dead today. I'll plunk the link in the show notes so that you can see it. If it's something that you don't know what the heck recurrent revenue is or how to even set yourself up in that way. It's like a 35 minute video that walks you through kind of the same stuff that we were talking about on this podcast. So it's a great intro video that helps you wrap your head around the foundation of how you want to build your business. Mm-hmm. Cause you're right. If I would have known these damn things like five years ago, I would have saved myself a lot of heartache and time and energy and money. So that's like all the content you're going to hear coming out from us is like, here's all the things we wish we would have known. We're going to give it to you here. And that's what the recharge method does. So hopefully you'll pick that up. I'll put that in the show notes. And what about, do we also offer them like a strategy call? Yeah, of course. We're always open for strategy calls. I can plunk that link in as well. Or if you go to my website, lisavisa.com, pretty much at the bottom of every single page, it will say book a 15 minute free strategy call with us. We geek out about strategy calls. So yeah, so I'll hop on those two. No, you're not. No. <laughs> yeah, so you get two for the price of one. You'll be seeing this guy attached at the hip with me more in 2019. And that's what we're most excited about. I love this man. And hopefully you've got some good love in your life too. All right, guys, we'll see you again next time. Thank Take you. care. Bye. You've been listening to The Lisa Pizek Show. For more free business and health training, go to www.lisapizek.com.